between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Help us today as we look at your word. I ask Lord for help and guidance by your spirit. Bless our hearts this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 28. Thank you, Father. Glory to God.
said unto them that go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall, shall follow them that believe and in my name shall they cast out devils. 
they shall do or speak with new tongues. Verse 18, and they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall do what? They shall recover. Praise God. I'm in Mark chapter, let's see Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28 verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying that all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you what, always, even unto the, unto the end of the, of the world. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Um, in Mark 16, uh, what we read first it was Jesus, these are both things that Jesus Christ said and in chapter 16 of Mark, so he was saying that he should preach to every creature and then he that believeth and is baptized. So that word baptize um, in verse 16, of course we do water baptism, which we see from the scripture but um, Mark few chapter 28 expounds more on the concept of baptism, right? Matthew 28 is, expounds it more. So um, I believe this was the same sort of conversation Jesus was having, but Matthew captured a certain aspect and Mark captured another aspect of it, right? Am I correct? So, so it means that when Jesus didn't just say baptize, he, he spoke more about baptism and in Matthew chapter 28, he explained um, concerning the, the full concept of baptism that in verse 19, he says that go you therefore and then teach all nations, baptizing them. So the word um, baptizing there means what? Immersion, right? To, to immerse. To baptize means to fully immerse. So in Mark, he said that he that believeth and is immersed, that was, and goes through the full immersion, that that person shall be saved, right? So we know that that baptism has to do with three aspects of it, according to the, the teaching of each name, right? The three names are the names of three persons, First, the person of the Father, right? And baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and them of the what? Holy Ghost. Praise God. So those, those three baptisms are three um, syllables because he said, go into all the world and teach all nations. And as you are teaching them, you are baptizing them. So here, teaching is baptism. That's the main concept of, of baptism, is actually immersing through teaching or through doctrine. 
Praise God. So, so the water baptism is a symbol of actually the actual immersion of the soul. It's very clear that water cannot save you. Do you agree with that? That what, can water save you? If water can save you, you should have been saved since. How many baths have you taken <laughs> since you were born? You know what I mean. Praise God. So water cannot save. That, that water, baptism of water is a symbol of something, just trying to demonstrate the concept of baptism. But Jesus was teaching that actual baptism has to do with teaching, that through teaching, because water can, you can immerse the body in water, but to immerse the soul, there's what you call the water of the spirit, praise God, which the soul must be immersed in. And to do that, to immerse the soul in the water of the spirit, you have to teach the soul. Right, it's true teaching that you immerse the soul inside what the water of the spirit. Which water is that? Is the water of salvation, right? The waters of salvation. So the waters of salvation are broken down into three curriculums or teachings, right? First of all, it's the uh, he he speaks about them in a descending order from the name of the Father then the name of the Son, praise God, and then finally the name of who? Of the Holy Ghost. But we know, of course, that you have to, the first that comes to you, the first baptism which a soul receives is the baptism of all of the Holy Spirit. Now, this brings us to something which is interesting, which is that, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just something that should be, that should be, you should bring the soul into by prayers. It's also a doctrine. It's also something that should be taught. That it's, what they are saying here is that it's actually very, very difficult. It's actually not just difficult, it's impossible to immerse a soul in the Holy Spirit without teaching them. Do you see that? It's difficult or almost impossible to do what? To immerse the soul in who? In the Holy Spirit without teaching them. Now, getting a soul immersed in the Spirit is not the same thing as getting them filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You can get a soul filled with the Holy Spirit but you have not immersed them in the Holy Spirit. So, this concept of immersion is, is deeper. And there are signs of souls that have been immersed in the Holy Ghost. When you see a Holy Ghost soul, there is something about a Holy Ghost soul. Praise God. A, a Holy Ghost soul lives in the Holy Ghost, walks in the Holy Ghost, moves in the Holy Ghost, sleeps in the Holy Ghost, wakes up in the Holy Ghost. A soul that has been immersed, the same way when a, 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 a body is, is immersed in water, you can't see it. You look at the surface, you can't see it anymore. It means that it's fully in. So to immerse means fully, to, to fully put the, the entity the being, the soul, put the soul inside the Holy Ghost. You now see God has an awesome plan, and the awesome plan of God is to put you inside the Holy Ghost 
in such a way that you can never be seen outside of him anymore. That the plan of God is for, for you, all of the, the, the journey which the soul ought to take in God or ought to take in the Father and in the Son are all journeys which you should be taking inside the Holy Ghost. That is the plan of God. Praise God. That is the plan of God. That is the, that you find that if a soul is not immersed in the Holy Ghost, there will be a lot wrong in terms of there will be a lot of deficiency in fulfilling the cause of Christianity. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you seeing that? There will be what difficulty fulfilling what the, the cause or the thing, all the requirements and everything that, in fact, it will be difficult for for this, for his soul to arrive at their, their spiritual destiny without receiving this what you call immersion, where or what you call the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We've not really understood the baptism of the Spirit. Um, and this thing called baptism of the Spirit is some some people have been fortunate to walk into it. Um, but there are a lot of Christians who have not been fortunate to, to get there. I mean, to get into fullness of it. Right? And a lot of Christians, as part of one of our problems in Christianity, is that you have too many Christians who are not in the Holy Ghost. Right? We are not in the Holy Ghost. And so because of that, we are not able to... Um, we are not able to, to fulfill the life. That's why it, 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 at the root of disparity between the picture which the scripture paints of the Christian life and what you see among Christians, the root of it is that most Christians are not in the Holy Ghost. That a lot of the things in the Bible, when I think of the New Testament, when the, the New Testament life and order is actually written for to souls who of who are in the Holy Ghost. There are many things that are seen as requirements of living, way of living, praise God, in the scripture, in the epistle, standard of life, when you look at Paul's language, Peter's language, when they talk to saints and all of those things, which are expectation of believers, many of those things cannot apply. There will be a great impossibility if you try to bring those things to Souls that are not where, that are not yet in where, in the who, in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So, like I said, the teaching of baptism of the Holy Spirit, so to baptize a soul in the Holy Ghost, is not just to get them filled with the Spirit. Because getting the, the soul filled with the Spirit can happen right after the soul gets born again. And for some of us, that happened. For some of us, it wasn't the case. For some of us, it took some time before we were able to get the infilling of the Spirit. But after a soul has experienced the infilling of the Spirit, and they, they can now speak with tongues, that soul might not be, most likely that, that soul is not yet in the Holy Ghost. Now, do you know you can drink the Holy Ghost, but you're not in the Holy Ghost? 
there's no guarantee that what you drink, you are inside it. You can drink water. You can be inside water. They are not the same thing. It's true. As a man, you can drink water. But the life of a water drinker is different from the life of a fish or, a, or a, an animal who is what? Who is inside the water. That realm is... You are, in a, you are in a different world from an aquatic animal. An aquatic animal is, an, is a being. For you to be inside the water, you have developed adaptations, right? They have, you can learn it from the animals. They have adaptation. It's not easy to be. They actually have faculties, actually organs that you don't have. Like, you have lungs that breathe, lungs that breathe in air, but fish have gills that can extract oxygen from the water, right, and can use that oxygen. So it's a, it's a different organ. So you now see that it's not easy to create an entirely different organ in the soul on the day when someone gets born again. That, what organ? I'm talking about the organ that, that is responsible for adaptability of life inside the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Do you see that? That is an entirely different organ. Entirely, it's just it's different. Like, I used to breathe in. <laughs> and if you go inside water and try to breathe, you feel like your lungs will tell you, look, we don't take this, we don't take liquid. We only accept what? <laughs> we only accept gas. Amen. There will be a revolt of your organ because you don't, they don't accept. Praise God. So, you, so, so, that, so you understand what the teaching is for. In the, in the teaching part of why the immersion of the spirit of the, in the Holy Ghost has to come through the vehicle of teaching is because another organ, another faculty within the soul has to be developed. It has to be developed for adaptation to the world of the Holy Ghost. Do you see that it's, it's through the, the teaching of the, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit the teaching of the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, that teaching of the doctrine of the Spirit is what the Bible in the book of Acts called the Apostles' Doctrine. Remember, they continue, let's see that, in Acts chapter, that's towards the end of Acts chapter 2, I think. Glory to Jesus. Verse, Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 46, you see that. Um, it says, and they, now if you read before that, the um, 42, sorry. Um, verse 41, it says, and they that gladly received the, his word were baptized, right? So it's very clear there that this baptism of verse 41, because they, they now spoke about that same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls, right? So the baptism of verse 41 was talking about the baptism of water. That is the, um, the public show or the demonstration of what they are about to begin to do. That is actually what um, baptism is. That baptism is a show of what is, is a show of what has happened in your spirit. 
and what now needs to begin to happen in your soul. It's a demonstration. It's a kind of like, is a metaphorical demonstration, praise the Lord, of being what? Being immersed. Amen. Now, so they were baptized the same day, and they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Then verse 42, you now see that. And they continued. So that word continuation is actually, is, is they moved from the, from the acting out of the symbol of baptism. They continued into the, the, the real baptism, right? Which is the real thing. And they continued steadfastly in where the apostles' doctrine. So remember, this is exactly what Jesus Christ taught to them before he left in Matthew chapter 28. It, it was t- teaching them many things. When you go back to um, the Mark and everything, he was telling them, don't depart. Wait, the Holy Spirit will come. Are you seeing that? So Jesus Christ described everything that will happen to them. Say, so don't leave Jerusalem, but wait until you've been endured with power from on high and all of that thing, and praise the Lord. And said the Holy God will send the Holy Spirit and everything, and then you shall be witnesses unto me. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me in where? In Jerusalem and where? And Judea and all of where? And all of Samaria. Praise God. So Jesus Christ said that, and as soon as that happened, then they realized, ah, the Holy Ghost is here. Once the Holy Ghost is here, they, they now realize that it's time to do all the other things which Jesus Christ had told them concerning, which was the moving into baptism. You know, Jesus Christ told them in Mark chapter 16 that there are two things that you must do. Two things. When you preach the gospel, the, the, the fulfillment of preaching is to cause two things to happen. First, believing. To a core. And then, second is what? Baptism. He said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So, that, that word baptism, anytime we use it, it tends to put a veil around what Jesus is saying. But it, a lot of times, it's better to use the word immersed. That will give you a full import of the understanding. So, Jesus was telling them, He that believeth and then is baptized. So, those two things go together. You first believe, then you get immersed in what you have believed. That's the, that's the order of salvation. It's a package. You, you first believe, that's what preaching. So when you say preaching, when you summarize preaching, the purpose of preaching as a whole, preaching includes teaching too. Preaching includes teaching, but teaching is not the only part of preaching. That's why the gospel is not just taught. The gospel is preached. Now ask me, what is the difference between preaching and teaching? There's a difference between preaching and teaching. Praise God. Because somebody can can teach and lay down teaching, but might not have the authority to cause belief. That's the, the, the mark of a preacher is they have, the preacher has authority to, to is, is an, an authority of the, of the spirit from God to cause belief. You see that when you read the book of Romans, 
chapter 10. So then faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the word. They're talking about faith. Faith is belief. Faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. They say, how shall they hear if they are not preached to? Or he said, how shall they believe? If, can you read that please to me? There's a way the, Paul put that in there. Faith coming by. So believing comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. And how shall they hear? If they are not, there's no, they're not sent, they're not sent, right? Or if there's no preacher, how can they preach if they're not sent? Is that what it says? Please read out. Okay, continue. Okay. Um, Romans ten fourteen. Yes, sir. Say, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Okay. And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? Okay. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Yes. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Except they be sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet okay. of them that preach the gospel of peace. Preach the gospel. Praise God. Amen. So you're seeing it very clearly that before that they are said, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They are now saying, okay, how can they hear except? So it means that the, the purpose, one of the main purpose of preaching is for to raise faith is a, is unique someone who is a preacher the a preacher is um a preacher is almost is the, the the preaching aspect of the new new testament they are the gifts of christ that are stronger in preaching there's first the evangelistic stronger in preaching than you see the apostolic. The apostolic and the evangelistic trust are, they are stronger in what? In preaching. Praise God. Preaching at, at different levels. Praise God. So it's very clear that an, an, an evangelist is a preacher of the Holy Ghost. The, are you seeing that? Is the word a preacher of who? The Holy Ghost. That's the, that's the, 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 the office of an evangelist. He's actually a preacher of the Holy Ghost. Then you see apostles. You have apostles of Christ and apostles of God. They are, they are preachers of Christ and of God. And so the, the power of preaching is to cause belief to happen. See, they cannot believe unless they would, unless they are they hear. It be preached unto them unless they hear. Amen. They cannot hear except there is a preacher. Amen. So, praise the Lord. So, you're seeing preaching has something to do with believing, but that's one side of it. But someone who, the full stature of a preacher is someone who, who also raises belief, but is also, can also baptize. So, that is the, those are the two parts of the gospel. That are, that are in the power of preaching is to cause belief and to baptize. So the purpose of preaching is to bring salvation. Yes, Another word for, well, and what do you preach? You preach the gospel. It's very clear according to Romans chapter 1 that the purpose of the gospel is for salvation. Right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because the power of God unto what? Salvation. So that's why he that believed and is immersed in what they believe. 
That's the complete. So if you, if you are able to make a soul believe, but you're not able to make a soul immersed in what they believe, you've not fulfilled the preaching of that message. The, the fulfillment of it is when you deliver, is the delivery of salvation. And the delivery of salvation is to cause belief and then to cause what? Immersion. So that's what the apostles were doing. And so these guys here were not just doing random things. They were actually following a pattern. How did they know what to do after Jesus left? Jesus told them. He told them everything that they need to do. Jesus told them what they need to do up to a certain point. Then after a while, he appeared again to Saul of Tarsus, right, who became Paul, who became an, who became an apostle, who brought in a further dimension of all the things that they need to do. Do you see that? So, but because it's very clear that Paul wasn't here when he was teaching them, he was giving them this instruction. So, he was saying to them here, oh sorry, uh, what happened here as, the, as Luke was writing, he said verse 42, and they continued steadfastly, right, because they believed. So, they continued steadfastly in where? The apostles' doctrine and what? And fellowship and in breaking of bread and what? in prayers, and then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and all had, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord, where in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with what? With gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church, how many? Daily such as should be saved. So you can see um, what it calls the apostles' doctrine here. Um, is the initial doctrine which was giving to the apostles. Praise God. Now, what was given to the apostles? How do you know? Jesus spoke about them preaching. He spoke about three names. The name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Spirit. Right? But then when he was telling them, at what point should you feel free to go about? Jesus didn't say you should tarry until you receive the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Right? He didn't say, you shall receive power after the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have come upon you, and then you shall be witnesses unto me. He didn't say that. But if that was a requirement, if he wanted that to be a requirement, he could have said that. But he said no. But for you, you apostles, there were 12 of them. At that, at that point, 11, because Judas had gone, and they hadn't cast lots to bring in the other guys. So 11 of them at that time, he was telling them that you guys, right, that you will, you will need to baptize people in all these names, but don't go and do anything yet. Wait for a specific allocation. 
then you will receive power. That is, so it's very clear. The power of the Holy Spirit, which he said you shall receive, is the what? It's the first dimension of power, right? Or empowerment, which the Lord wanted to come upon them, which they ought to be, to be apostles of to start with. Do you, do you see that? He said, then, then when you receive power, after the Holy Ghost, can you shall be witnesses unto me into all Samaria and into Judea, Judea and all parts of the earth. Praise. After that, the Holy Ghost has come. So you see what they call the apostles' doctrine here did not include the doctrine of, of the Father and the doctrine of the Son. It, it was just the word doctrine of the Holy Ghost because that is what they had received. You cannot be, have a doctrine of what you have not received. You can't. And you ask me, how did they get the doctrine of the Holy Ghost? They had been learning it since. They had been learning it since. How did they learn it? They, they had been learning it through Jesus. Jesus had been teaching them. At some point, Jesus was teaching them about the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is with you, or he shall be in you. That word with you means that in our communion, our fellowship, the, 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 we, the governing spirit is the Holy Ghost. You know, he was talking about things which I have to say to, the, to you now, but you cannot bear them now. But how be it when the spirit of truth is coming, he will then guide you into all truth. Praise the Lord. But that is for the things which they could not bear. But there are some things which they could bear. So, the, 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 the apostles of Jesus, say apostles of Jesus, they were not just apostles by title. They were not just empty containers walking around with Jesus. It wasn't just symbolic. They were not empty containers. Even though there are things that Jesus Christ said, I want to say to you, but you cannot bear them, but there are some things they could bear. So, and the, what they could bear was actually what you call the apostles' doctrine, right? So at that time, these apostles, they were not apostles of Christ yet. They were not apostles of God. They were apostles of Jesus. The, the apostles of Jesus. Who are the apostles of Jesus? The apostles of the man. So what are they, what are they apostling? What was the apostleship? The apostleship is what they could they could, they could bear of him. There's something about him they could bear. They couldn't bear the inward conversation which he had with his father. It's very clear. Jesus was taught, teaching them, look, you don't know about that. There are things about him and his father that they don't know, but there are some things they could bear in their... What, what were they able to bear? They were able to bear his conversation, the conversation of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Do you remember how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth? With the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing those who are oppressed of the devil. And that was the, it was about that business of the, you know, the doing what they called good and then healing those who are oppressed of the devil. When Jesus was doing that, he took these 12 men with him. And then why were they going with him? It was for to disciple them. So it's very clear that. He wasn't discipling them in the doctrine of Christ. They cannot bear the doctrine of Christ because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. But 
at those three and a half years, they were being discipled in something. What was this, the subject of their discipleship? It was in the name of the Holy Ghost. It means that they, they, they watched Jesus as he was performing all those miracles. Where did Peter and John learn what they did at the beautiful gate? Silver and gold I have number one. I have which I have. I give. Where did they learn such behavior from, such attitude? How did they learn? It came out of discipleship. At some point during the disciples, he said, okay, hold on, hold on. You've been learning since. It's now time for practical. All of you line up two by two. <laughs> Do you remember that in the Bible? Doesn't that sound like practical to you? <laughs> two by two. Okay, I'm sending you into the villages. This is the, go and, go and do the practical of all that you've been seeing. And they went back and they came back. Oh my God, in your name. Even demons are subject to us in your name. That was the, that was the practical of their discipleship. Are you seeing that? So is, this should be very clear to you that those those disciples of Jesus, or you call them apostles, that you are, I can also agree because they were sent to. They are apostleship of a particular order. They were apostles of the Holy Ghost. Yes. So you see the book of Acts, they said, uh, the book of Acts, they call it the Acts of the Apostles. So it's actually the Acts of the Holy Ghost yes. in the apostles or through the apostles. The Act of the Holy Ghost through the apostles. So the doctrine which they have, when you hear the apostles' doctrine at this time was the doctrine of the word, the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus taught it to them. So you see that it's possible to, so for, their, for them, Jesus was the, through the Spirit, through the teaching of the Spirit. He was creating a new organ inside them. So that, so that when, when the river of the Spirit comes, they will be equipped. So you can see they didn't waste time. Do you see how quickly things just were just flowing? Once the Holy Ghost came, they knew what to do. Peter knew what to do. How did he learn that? Discipleship. Are you seeing that? Discipleship in the Holy Ghost. He must have... He's, he's been watching Jesus. You know, Jesus was moving and operating with the anointing. Miracles and everything. It means Jesus must have taught Peter, Joel. You know, that was Peter's sermon when the Holy Ghost came. Right, that it shall come to pass that I will pour out of my spirit upon our flesh. Young men will see vision, old men will dream dreams, sons and daughters prophesy. Praise God. Jesus taught him. I don't I don't believe Jesus. How did Peter know that scripture of all scriptures? Peter didn't at that time, they don't know all the scriptures. He wasn't a Pharisee. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't a scribe. He was a fisherman. Fishermen don't know scriptures like that. They know, they know some. Because he was a Jewish guy. Praise the Lord. But, but it means that there are some scriptures. He, he knew the scripture for that moment. It means Jesus must have taught them. 
about that moment, about that season, about that time. So it's very clear that this man knew about the Holy Ghost. They had been schooled in the teaching. They knew about the Holy Ghost. That's why they could, they could measure. They had, they had an inward measurement stick inside of them. When, you, when a person, a Christian at that time, comes to an apostle, they can check to say, you are not yet full yet. They can check based on, they can, you know, they know the characteristic of an immersed soul, a soul that is in the Holy Ghost fully versus a soul who, who goes to wash their legs and sometimes they just do quick rub and shine, no rub and shine. Have you ever heard of that thing? You know, you know we are all different characters, all of us, right? Some of us, we are supposed to be immersed there, but we just... <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Before you know, we are, we are off again. So the apostles, they knew such people among them. That's why when issues broke out, when some of the people who were sharing the table were doing favoritism, they, they knew that the answer to that thing is not food-sharing seminar. You know, there's a way you could have just, well, let's, let's organize a quick class for you guys, you know, how to share food. There's a way, you know, you just, you know, do, no, they say new, it's a, you know, that, that, that problem is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a defect, it's something. It's, it's, it's the issue of favoring other Christians, right, because of their natural origin or their, where they are from. You know, that is a sickness of a soul that is not in the Holy Ghost. It means that one of the things that being in the Holy Ghost does is that it removes, there's something called love unto all the saints, which is inside the Holy Ghost. Do you see that? That, that love for all the saints means that a soul that is in the Holy Ghost does not discriminate based on blood, based on origin, based on tribe. This too, fullness does something. A, it tampers with the, the, your perception. The, so the apostles, they knew that, they knew that the problem with these guys is that they are not full. So go and find out seven men who are full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing that? Say full. So you can see it's very clear that Fool means immersion. So, and someone can be filled but not full. Now, when you say, according to the language of the scripture, that a person is full of the Holy Ghost, what does that mean? It means that they are full or they are filled. To be full of the Holy Ghost doesn't just mean to be filled with the Holy Ghost. To be full of the Holy Ghost means to be filled 
with the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Do you see the difference? There's a difference. You can be filled with a tiny, a tiny Holy Ghost because you are tiny. So you're tiny, so they, when they pour tiny Holy Ghost, they have to calm you down. Please. It's time to preach now. Just Are you getting me? But when you see that eruption, you feel like, wow. Oh, that, that's brother. That's a breed of the spirit. <laughs> but they just, can, may just be a drop of what? The spirit, they just drop because, well, because the vessel is tiny. I mean, the inward container is tiny. So when you say, oh, is it filled? It's filled. But is it full of the Holy Ghost? It's not full of the Holy Ghost. Because the fullness of the Holy Ghost is massive. There are many things inside the fullness. So that tiny soul that you put the door, you want, you want to now put all that Holy Ghost in. How can you do it? You must, you must bring in the operation that stretches the soul. There's only one thing that can stretch a soul. It's called teaching. Teaching. Say teaching. Filling you with the Holy Ghost cannot stretch you. Prayer and praying and praying cannot stretch you. You cannot be stretched. What does it mean to stretch the soul? To stretch the soul. To stretch the soul. You only, the, par, the, the par perimeter or the, the perimeter of or the dimension of your soul is defined by understanding. Does that make any sense to you? The, when you want to, if they want to take a, 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 a tape of the spirit to measure your soul, the depth, the height, to measure it, what the measurement that will come out is based on the boundary of your understanding. So, so it means you can never feel a soul beyond the boundary of the understanding. Now, I want to ask you a question. What is, the, what is the answer to those people who are doing that favoritism thing? So they replaced them, right? They brought in other guys like Stephen and all that. Now, those ones who they removed who have that problem, what's the answer to them? Is he doing more Holy Ghost? Yeah, you can. You, you can do that. That's part of the answer. But if you take them in their current state and just pump Holy Ghost, what will happen? You discover that after pumping and pumping, God, at the same, you are still, nothing has happened. You are, it's going that the, the problem was, is they have, the perimeter of their understanding cannot accommodate diversity of beings and nature and natural. I know that they can't, ah, they can't see the relating with people just on the same ground. So that's why you can see someone can be filled with the spirit, filled though, filled. You know, how do you know someone who is filled with the spirit? 
Can you tell me quickly, how do you know someone is filled? Okay. Speaking tongues. Speaking tongues. Yeah, as the Spirit gives them utterance. Okay. Okay. Praise God. The same kind of thing we say in the Bible, right? So that's one of the, they call it infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues and all of that. Praise God. So someone can be filled with the Holy Spirit but have limitation. Right, that's why someone who's filled with the Holy Ghost can still keep malice. Can still quarrel with somebody. Now, not an unbeliever, a Christian. Meaning that in their spirit, they are one. When you check their spirit, man, is the same thing. This is a Christ, that's a Christ. In the spirit, they are joined together. But someone and filled with the Holy Ghost, but can still say, I don't, I don't flow with, 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 him, with him. We don't... We don't gel together. Now, if you take that person and do more Holy Ghost session with them, that's not the answer. Right? Because the part of the Holy Ghost that, that removes that kind of... You know, you know, just the simple understanding that what you look like, where you come from, your background... Minute nothing. You know, you know, that's a very simple understanding. You know, very, very, very simple. If you, ha- if you have a little bit of expansion, right? But you see, soul, who that thing, they can't, there's something inside them that cannot shift when it comes to seeing a person who doesn't flow from the same kind of. Place. When I say place, I don't mean just, you know, you can have somebody who comes from Yoruba land, come from Igbo land, but when you check in there, the flow of their background, some things align. Mm-hmm. Why? What, what align? This one says good morning to elder, that one says good morning to elder. But you can have some, two people from Yoruba land, this one says good morning, that one doesn't say good morning. That one says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, so you can see two Christians now. One that says, like, can lie down and greet good morning. The other one that says, like, how you yeah, okay. Mm. Someone who's like that. This one can. Ah! Are you getting what I'm saying? Ah! When you think about the other one. Hey, you are see, what are you, you are seeing what <laughs> deficit of where do you even start from? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that feeling can be stronger than the familial thing you ought to discern based on them being Christ in their spirit. Now, to be able to pick that, to be able to smell the Christ in the spirit of another person, there's a department of the Holy Ghost that's responsible for that perception. Wow. Yes, sir. 
are you getting us? But if the vessel is tiny and has already been filled to its own capacity, there's no room for that other department of the Holy Ghost that perceives that kind of thing. I'm giving you an example. So, for you to import that aspect of the fullness, you must expand and stretch the word. You must stretch the soul. And you can only do that through what? Through teaching. Through teaching. Praise God. There are many things like somebody who is filled with the Holy Ghost but believes that one of an uncle in their village has the key to their future. So, and as long as that uncle is alive. They keep calling their parents, Mommy, is he still alive? Ah. <laughs> still alive, oh. Hey. <laughs> no, these things are in different, varying uh, degrees, right? Hmm. So it's possible that that be my, it's a Christian, but they are, now, who, who are, who, who is, who's been, it's possible that they have, if, when you talk to them, they have track record. Look, let me tell you something. That uncle, in our family, we can count 15 people that he told them you will not be anything in life. And you can check them. We can give you the address. We can give you that. You can check that. <laughs> Those people, what happened to them? So, so they'll tell you that this, this is not even like, um, this is not a joke. It's nothing. I'm just telling you. This is real. This is real fact. You can go and check it. Praise God. Then, so you see, they can go to prophets. Say prophets. Prophets. <laughs> prophets who, the same demon that inspires the, that uncle to talk. You know, you know that uncle is also a prophet. Too. You know, it, it, someone who can tie someone's destiny by saying, hey, I, I hereby declare you useless. And based on that, the life follows. Someone who can do that is mean, it's very clear that it's a, it's a spirit who has inspired him to do that. A demon who is inspired him to say such things. And then when he says it, it's the demon who goes to do it. You, you, you realize the guy has nothing. He has no level, nothing. He's just a demon who just talks through him and then goes around people because those people, their lives are, they are dead men. Their lives are open to spirits. Some might even be Christians. About demons. You know, you know demons can play football with Christians. Is a, is a Christian or they play this Christian inside the goal and carry the Christian back, back to the se, 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 center circle and start the, the match again. Is a Christian. Demons can do that. Demons are bad. They have no, they have no sense of they are lawless. They have no sense of, as long as, you get to what I'm trying to say? Demons can rubbish a Christian if a Christian doesn't know anything about 
who they are. <laughs> so it's demons. There are families where demons do those things. They say, at the age of this, this must happen. You now see the first person. That, that one, they are clocking that. Let's say it's 40. One is 39, and they're just getting. If I want to get to 40, the person is already crying. <laughs> yes, examples. They say, no, in our family, there's actually a curse in that family. It's just a demon. It's a demon. It's not even a spirit. It's a demon. That does, are you getting what I'm saying? So that uncle is the same, the same demon that worries him, that talks to him and does those things. So they can, then, then there cannot be a prophet who has among all the demons that talks to him. That, that same demon is one of them too. So that probably not okay. You have to come. We have to take it to the river. We have to do this. We have to wash you. We have to wash your head. There's a soap that we need to. <laughs> now you see everything I'm saying. Both so both the uncle, both the people who he has he has damaged their life, and the prophet who has the answer is, is one demon that stopped. Are you getting us? Anytime you had generational cause, it's nothing like it's just demon. It's a demon. It's a demon who has been around the family for so long because nobody has been able to stand up one day and say, hey, get out of here. That demon will just keep perpetuating the same thing. The same. I know you know the way demons are. Demons are not versatile. Most of the time, when you can see a demon only knows how to do one thing. Yeah, demons are like that. Only knows how to do just one thing. You cannot be a demon. His only, the only thing he knows how to do is how to cause cancer. Hmm. When, you, when you have problems, okay, can you try and cause malaria tomorrow? Ah. <laughs> malaria, we don't really know. There's another one that does malaria. <laughs> you don't know that these are these things, huh? That's why you can't just go to a native doctor and tell him to do anything. No, he has a specialty. <laughs> because the, the demons he has access to, there are some things they can do. Don't go and tell. Don't go to a native doctor and tell him to make the sun stand still. <laughs> eh? the, just what is what demons that they have access to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those demons in trying to do what, that's why sometimes those native doctors, they fail, even in their specialty. Some people will go to them and they will try, and then when, when what that demon wants to do contradict what the spirit wants. So the spirit wants something else. There's nothing he can do. It's a higher spirit in darkness wants to do something else. <laughs> Are you understanding? So, but you can have a Christian who, born again and everything, filled with the Holy Spirit, but cannot get over the idea that one of their uncles in their village has the, has the key to their problem with all the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What's the problem? They don't have fullness. They are not full. So you must, there must be teaching. 
teaching, right, must be done. So, you see that there's the, the doctrine of the word of faith is the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. Everything that the word of faith comprises of includes many things. It includes the believer's authority in Christ. It it includes love, the faith in the Lord Jesus, then love. I mean, you know that love to all the sense is still faith. It's a child of faith. Praise God. You can have a Christian who's born again. Filled with the Holy Spirit. But can does not believe that Jesus can hear their prayer. That if, if I just ask for something, that I can actually just ask the Father for something in Jesus' name, and that it will happen. Simple, they can't. Can be Christian who just they just can't believe that. You know that ah, I've confessed, so I won't go to hell. If anything happened to me, I will go to heaven. When it comes to you see in your life, you can actually ask Jesus for that thing that you don't have, and you would do it. You know that simple belief that Jesus was teaching in Mark chapter eleven. Those were the the doctrines of the apostles, which they began to use later. So not every Christian has that have that. There might be someone seated here now who doesn't believe that. You can ask Jesus for something and he will do it. You might believe that ah, we ask, we just ask, because that's what we do as Christians, but you feel someone that ah after asking, you have to go and just settle yourself somehow because this thing, we are not too sure. And there are many things behind that. You might feel like, huh, if, if Jesus only think of all the sins I've committed <laughs> alone, then not even the one I committed, all the things I've been thinking about this morning till now. So you are saying I should just start to ask like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, the, the heart, many things that can cripple the heart when it comes to, you get what I'm saying? So, a Christian who is born again, who has the Spirit of God, can just can have a headache, but they can't just be, they can't believe that you can just ask the Lord to heal their head. Simple prayer like that. You know, that's not even healing someone. That's your, in your own life, in your own body. Just you just believe that healing can come. Are you seeing that? Why? Why? It's lack of fullness. Praise God. So in that Mark chapter 16, he was now saying, Jesus was saying that this sign shall follow them that believe, right? 
This sign shall follow them, I believe. So what follow? That word follow. The word follow them means it will immediately follow. So that's what. It's not maybe later. That's, that's why the, it, it said sign. That's what he was teaching. Jesus wasn't teaching, wasn't speaking about something that uh, after they believe, or let's say later, if they play their cards right, then these things will begin to appear in their life. No. It's a sign. What is a sign? It's the, the proof that something has happened. Yes, sir. If something is the proof that something has happened, then it's immediate. If it has happened, the proof should be there. That sign. It's a, so it's a, the sign that they believe is this. And so he says that this sign shall follow them. The sign shall follow them. This sign shall do what? Shall follow. It shall follow them, I believe. What is the sign? In my name, the first thing, will they do what? Cast out them. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, cast out devils. Cast out devils. Cast out devils. Why you see the word devils in the Bible? It's not talking about the devil, Lucifer, Satan. No. That one is the devil. That's the devil. But when you say devils, devils, neither devils are not principalities and power, might and dominion. Seraphims, no, those are not devils. Devils are demons. Right? So, devils are the doer of evil that men can easily see. That is the, the, the lowest of the lowest of the cadres of the angelic beings that God created. Right? He said that the sign, the first sign that someone believe is that they cast out devils. They cast out devils. They ca- in my name, do they what? Cast out devils. Let me expound that thing to you. Before I used to feel that casting out devil means, hey, in the name of Jesus, I hereby. <laughs> That's part of it. You can do that too. That's part of it, you know, like deliverance ministry and all of that. You can, you can also cast out devils from people. Praise God. But that place didn't just say, it didn't say that my name would they cast out devils from people. People is just one place where devils stay. Devils can be in an office. Devils can be in a house. Devils can be in a traffic stop. There can be devils inside the car behind you. (laughs) Or the guy in front of you. Devils can be anywhere. The word in my name means, in my name is by my authority. By my authority shall they cast out devils. 
is what I believe strongly, and I know it's true, that you don't have to tell the devil, be thou casted out, for them to be cast out. Somebody who believes in his name. When someone who believes in his name comes around devils, what happens? So it means that the presence of a person who carries the authority of his name casts out devils. Yes, sir. Like Jesus was just walking towards that, that madman of was it Gadara or what was he? He was just maybe Jesus was not even, even thinking about him. You know what I mean? Jesus was just coming to his proximity, just coming near him. All the many many demons are shouting at him. Ah, our time has not yet come. Have you come? Have you come to cast us out? Wailing. They say, okay, okay, we will go. <laughs> Jesus did not ask them, are you going to go right now? <laughs> One, two. <laughs> so, so it means that just by seeing Jesus, they knew it was time to be casted out. It's just a negotiation of where should we go. That was just the, that was the only conversation that was on. It was not about whether they should go or not. It was just a matter of where, should we, where are we going to go. Say, please, can we just, you see those swine there? That, that's okay for us. We just, can, can we go into the swine? Are you getting what I'm saying? As a, as a Christian, see, demonic activity should be the farthest things from you. But a lot of times, if, you've, if you don't have belief, in the name. Now, see that, that name, say Jesus. Jesus. That name called Jesus has many things inside of it. That name is a name of many things to believe. Many things to believe. As you are believing, you are activating. As you are believing them, you are activating them. The first thing you activated in the name is new birth. Just one thing in the name. Just the first thing in the name is just is the new birth. What do you have to believe? Okay, believe that God raised him from the dead. If you believe how the, the raising of a dead man from the dead, you believe it, it happens to you. That's the way the name works. Whatever you believe happens to you. You believe in the raising of a dead man from the that's what Romans chapter said. You confess it. Once you do that, it happens. But there are many other things inside the name. In my name, they will cast our devils. It's also something to believe. Why? Because these are the signs that follow them. That believe. In my name they shall speak in new tongues. 
people who find it difficulty, difficult to speak in tongues after they got born again is that they believe the new birth in his name, but they've not yet believed that aspect. If you can preach that to them, no, you can preach the new tongues. Do you know that you can preach the new tongues? You can preach the new tongues. If you bring someone to me who is, who is not, does, doesn't speak in tongues, the method I use most of the time is not laying hands. We can do that, but uh, we can try it. We see if it works. But if it doesn't work, we know what to do. Because I know that a lot of time, most of the time, if they are able to capture that belief, it happens right away. But if they are not already doing most of the time because the perimeter is too tiny for to accommodate that belief. So, so my go-to method is teaching. It's teaching. It's teaching. It's teaching. Sometimes during teaching, what will happen? As soon as the vessel expands, you see. That's how I began to speak in tongues. It wasn't through altar call and all of that. It was just in my own room, just the Holy Ghost teaching me. See, teaching. So you see what teaching does? Teaching will, teaching expands the soul to accommodate belief. Do you see that? Teaching does what? It expands the soul to do what? To, to accommodate belief. Ah, you, you find that one hard to believe. They need to teach you some things. It will bring about what? Expansion. To accommodate what? Belief. So these signs will follow them that believe that in my name they will cast out devils. They will cast out devils. Casting out devils. Say casting out devils. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know the, the, the playground of devils? The playground of devils is the emotions of men, the feeling of men. That's the playground of demons. Yes, sir. When you play for one, ah, I'm too melancholic in my. Say melancholy. I'm sure there must be a demon called melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> then the demon have to make sure that there is a doctrine about him. Is a, is a what they call them? Temperament. Temperament. Many of those temperaments are demonic. They are, many of those temperaments are the emotions of demons. They say, why do you talk all the time? I'm, I'm sanguine. They're just sanguine. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you can't stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> say sanguine. <laughs> it would sound like the name of an evil spirit. <laughs> ah, 
I have self-control, man. Shut shut it sometimes. Just calm down. You don't have to talk. Once you, after you get born again, you take out all the temperament from you and then pour in spirit. Spirit should be your only temperament. You should have no other temperament. How do you know when to talk? When spirit says talk. When spirit says we are, we are done talking, you stop talking. That's nothing to do with sanguine, san, sorry, sanguine or... Choleric. <laughs> Choleric. Sounds like cholera. <laughs> you know those things are they are all lies. They are lies to make you believe something. You know that's the way spirit works. The moment, if the moment you can tamper with your belief of it, it's those you see those demons, demons are ah, they are they are not even strong at all. They are not they are they, they, Nah. Demons, the anchor of their presence is your, your belief of their. You must, that thing they are doing, you must believe in it. The moment you stop believing in that thing they are doing, there's nothing you, that can anchor them to that place anymore. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Say casting out devils. Some of us, your sadness is devils that need to be cast out. It's not, you don't need too much, um, uh, uh, right? If you are sad all the time, there are devils that need to be cast out. Not that not they are inside, they are not inside you. It's just that they are around you. What do you say? <laughs> they are on top of you. <laughs> You know, it's, it's possible. Yeah, if, if you read Egin, you know that there's a Egin. Open his, he opened his eyes. He saw two demons that look like monkeys on someone, someone's shoulder. And they are like that nasty things. You understand what I mean? So you see that that thing of talking about casting out devils. When you're reading casting out devils, don't be thinking of, hey, let's go and... You know, when you think of devil, you think of all those homeless people. Ah, that, those drug addicts. Ah, imagine all the devils, all the demons around this person. You see demons everywhere, but hey, check yourself, man. Check around you. How much of your attitude, your response to things that came from demons that should be cast out and away. When I say out, I don't mean that because a demon cannot, you know a demon cannot live inside you if you are a Christian, if you are born again because you have the spirit of Christ inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. So there's, not, you, there's nothing like a demon-possessed Christian. That does not exist. It's not possible. It's not, even, it's not that you are too powerful for the demon to stay. It's that the demon doesn't want to be inside you. <laughs> You don't understand what I mean? It's not, it's not that you are so powerful, demon can. No, no, no. It's that, it's that if you are able to ask the demon, demon, can you come and stay inside? When the demon sees what is inside there, the demon will say, can I just stay around this? <laughs> when he sees Christ there, he can never, no demon wants to stay inside a Christian. 
It must, it might never come out. That might be his end. You know what I mean? So, so, but, so most of the time, it's, it's they stay around. Around. And, and how do they know if they can come around a Christian? They know, when they know that this Christian is not aware about the authority in the name. There's the aspect of the authority of the name that is hostile to demonic presence and operation. There's some things you should be hostile to. There's some things you should be hostile to. You should not be a friend of certain things. There are certain temperament or feelings that you should be hostile to. Hostility. For instance, because you know the, the root of them. It doesn't come from Christ. Praise God. So, the, when you're thinking of casting out the devil, I'm talking about let demons take their hands off the field of your emotions. That's the, that's the main, you know why they, they love that place? Because you can control a person from there. That's one thing that they know. That you can control a person. It's easy. How do you control a person? The easiest way to control a person is if you can control how they feel. That's one of the most sure ways to determine how a person will act. Most people are not trained to act contrary to how they feel. It takes a lot of training to do that. They, they can, someone can naturally try to do it, but it's very difficult. But part of the training of the spirit is that too. You understand? So, so they, they know that most of the time, if you can make the person feel this way, you know, they, they will most likely act in accordance to that feeling. They will execute. Feeling is like pregnancy. When you impregnate a person with a feeling, you know that they will give birth to an action. That until it's the same way a woman who is pregnant, until she delivers a baby, she can't rest. She can't, like my wife wants to rest now. She, that's her biggest problem rest. She just wants to, she's just tired. She's just done. Can I just deliver this baby and just rest? That's how, when a, 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 someone's emotion has been impregnated with a feeling, that's how it feels. It's like a fire that's on the inside. That needs to do something. Praise God. But as a Christian, you, should not, you shouldn't be, be carrying fires which the Spirit of God did not light. And that should you be carrying pregnancy for evil spirits. Some of our nasty emotions are pregnancy of spirits. Demons who sow seed of feeling. Hey, feel this way. And that feeling should result in you saying some nasty things. And say, hey, until you say that thing, you will not rest. No, no, I just want to see my mind. No. Just so there can be peace, I must say my mind. Ah, no, it's a pregnancy of a spirit. Why must you say your mind? What will your mind add to creation? (laughs) 
Say, cast out devils. Are you beginning to see why it's very hard when you say, ah, talking about the mountains, I don't know. Well, you, you have a person who, if. It's too difficult to, to move on to more, more weighty matters spiritually if one has not been able to possess their vessel in the Holy Ghost. That's why they hid the kingdom inside the Holy Ghost. They don't want beings who carry pregnancy for evil spirit to come to the tabernacle and be holding things there. Praise God. You know, there are some things that should not be happening inside the sanctuary. You know what I mean? Right? Imagine one of the sons of Aaron saying, look at the other one, look at his bed. <laughs> With your big head. You don't know that's where the bread is supposed to stand. To be a priest, you must have gotten to 30 years of age. In those 30 years, Kai, you must have, you must have, some things should have left you. Even Levites have separation to a great degree. The Levitical world, demons should not be playing around the, the courts of the temple. Souls who come there should have been free from many things. They must, they must have gained, say, stability. stability. It's very clear that you can only find stability in the Holy Spirit. What I mean is that for a soul to become, to be stable, there's a kind of stability that a soul who is, sub, who is subject to demonic influences cannot have. You can't trust a soul that is still subject to demonic influences. But demons are rascally. They are rascals. Demons hate order. They hate holy things. Praise God. So there, there are a lot of things that we, soft, we are still, we battle with. It's not everything that we battle with that is unclean thing in terms of the language of the sanctuary. Ah, we have to now deal with it. It's not everything that you're battling with that is a secret defect that you need the light of Christ to see. No. There are some attitudes and issues we have that's just demons that are playing with us that you should cast out. You should cast out. Say cast out. Cast out. So, when you're, so to cast out a devil is not, uh, well, this is just a, you don't cast out a devil by saying, ah, you don't, you don't cast out a devil by growing. 
That's not growth. It's not the answer to casting out devils or to cast out demons. You don't need growth to cast out demons. You don't need growth to cast out demons. Growth is for other things. What growth answers are are spirits that have height. So when you grow, you begin to, with growth, you wage war against spirits of height. Demons are not spirits of height. They are spirits of the clay. They are spirits of the ground. What casts out devils is belief. These signs shall follow them that believe. And it doesn't take time to believe. You can believe in a second. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's not... Separate the things that are, ah, well, this one, we need light of Christ. And there are some things around you that look, look, no, no, no. Cast them out, man. Just cast them out. Ah, I can't pray. I'm always weak. Hey, cast it out. Don't, don't tell me you need to grow to know how to, so you can be praying. It's a lie. You don't need to grow so you can, as a Christian, to be praying. Ah, when I grow, I become a prayer. No, no, no. No. You're a Christian, you don't pray. Oh, I don't pray because I have not grown. No. No. (laughs) Praying as a Christian is not growth. If you're not praying, there's something you need to cast out that's stopping you from from praying. Something messing with your your emotion, how you feel, your mood, and all of that thing that's making you feel. Don't say, ah, can I grow out of this mood so I can be praying every day? No, cast it out. Does that make any sense to you? Do you agree with me? Am I lying to you? Do you think you need to grow for what we call it prayer life? I'm not talking about, let's say, you know, they say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, a villain. I'm not talking about the potency of your prayer or what your prayer can avail. That is based on the righteousness of your soul. Right? Someone who is more righteous than another who can pray better prayers because of the, the, the content of the prayer is righteousness, which the soul has acquired. That's what, what to knowledge with growth will make you a better praying person. But when it comes to ability to just kneel down and pray. That is not growth. If you can't do that, there's something you need to cast out. Something is around you. You need to, you need to look into the name more and find your position. Find who you are. Don't forget you're not just some lousy Gentile out there. You're an Israel. You're, you're an Israel of God. Right, on Israel, prayer is your breath. See, breathing. That's how you pray. That's what prayer is to a Christian. That's who you are. You understand what I'm saying? All of those things are in, in, inside the name. You, you will find your praying person, which, who, who you must take up and wake up by belief. Do you understand what I mean? You wake him up and take him up by belief. You don't need to grow into him. Am I making some sense to you? I'm just trying to tell you all today, it's just a little, it's just simple, it's not a simple message. I'm just trying to just show you. 
there's some things that you've come to accept that are not okay and that are not normal. And if we are not careful, little things can teach you out of a great thing. Are you getting what <laughs> Let's not be that. It's a little thing in that that then do or that, that then cheats you out of a great... It, wouldn't it be sad if you're not able to inherit etern, everlasting life, eternal life? And you say, why? Because she wasn't praying. Hey. Isn't that true? Christ. And that's prayer that people who have no light can pray for oh, hours on end. There's no light, no understanding, nothing. Just They can do that. You know, there are, there's a little foxes that spoil the vine. Mm. Right, that, and that, that's the unfortunate. Because, it, because it's very easy to, to secure the vine from little foxes. Little fox. It's not that maybe a gorilla or a chimpanzee came and brought down the wall of the vine and scattered. No, if, if that happened, we understand. Ah, there's nothing you can do. Those beings are vicious creatures. They can scatter things. But those little foxes... Just little holes here and there. You can really just close them up. Just close those holes up. You get what I'm saying? So. Amen. Amen. Said in my name they will do what? Cast out. So let's, let's read that, 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 um, that book of Mark. Praise Jesus. Verse 15, and he said, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. I love it. I love, I love it. It says, it's a sign, number one, and number two, it shall follow. It shall follow. If something is following you, it means you should never be without it. <clears throat> Right? It, will, it will just follow you. It should just follow you. It means that you should not be a day without it. It means that you should not, not be separate. Do you get what I'm saying? So it means that there should never be a time when a Christian is not casting out devils. That means you are not allowed to take holiday from casting out devils. Hmm? You know you can do that. You can take holiday. You just uh, you have a you have kind of special chair for the devil. You know this. That's just you know. This is my off week. So you have a you have a demon's party. This week we are not. In fact, we are not showing love this week. Oh. <laughs> a, a demon has never tried to make you feel that way before. Yes, sir. Oh. Huh? <laughs> 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 huh? no, no, I'm not. I'm not backsliding. I'm not. No, no, I'm just saying. Just this week. Just this week. Just, I'm not. You know what I mean. 
we are not just praying this week. So we'll pick it up later. <laughs> Sometimes that can happen maybe if you know, immediately, immediately something happens in, to you that has an, a deep emotional impact. Maybe you are, you are, you've been expecting something and it just didn't happen. Disappointment. You just be tired. Ah. You know, in the end, there are spirits around you. Eh? They are watching. That, that, sometimes that is happening. They might be the ones setting it up. Sometimes God can allow it. It's not really about the thing. It's about after it happens. It's just to get a gateway to you. Spirits, they are nasty. You, know, you don't understand that. They can make you explain that, ah, ah, it's going to happen, and then crash you. Disappointment is why, so that they will gain and they will get an inroad. So you say, all the demons, you're welcome. What do you want to eat? Anything. This week, you send me, we are just, any feeling that comes, we are feeling you. <laughs> we are not fighting. We are not. You see this art this week? We are not even, we are taking a break from all those things. No. These signs shall follow them that believe. You don't have a right to suspend the signs. You don't have a right to suspend your signs. This I'm telling you the practice of being a Holy Ghost man, a Holy Ghost woman. How to be a spirit. I mean, how to, you get immersion. You must fulfill all these things. You must fulfill them. In my name, do they cast out. Your presence must always cast out devils. Your thinking should be, should be contrary to demonic arrangement. You know, you can cast out the devil by thought. Yes, sir. How you think. Yes, sir. After when you think that way for a while, it will enter into your face, into your look. Someone who has, who has a demon talking to them, when you look at them, Hell. the demon will go away. Hell. You, don't know, you don't know that thought configures your, your, your demeanor. It's not, just your, it's not your demeanor. It's a spirit inside of you. It is hostile to demons, and they know it. When you are coming, hey, what is he going to say now? Hey, that's a demon speaking in tongues because they are afraid of what you're going to do. That's how you ought to be. Because you, have, you fellowship with, with the name. Say the name. name. You are immersed must, must in the name. When, when, you, when you are immersed in someone who demon is messing with, they might have many, many excuses about their current condition. When somebody who, who casts out demons comes around them, Say, what do you say the problem is again? Hmm. They say, ah. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to greet you. There. 
Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You should be you should be emotionally, psychologically, mentally hostile to spirits, to demons, and their thoughts, and their feelings, and their emotions, and everything. You should be spirit ruled, spirit controlled, spirit inspired, spirit motivated. They are, they are what you call emotions of the Holy Ghost. He has his own feelings, his own emotions. You contact them from him. That's what I was talking about worship today. Sometime in the process of long, deep worship, that's where those kind of surgical operations occur to the soul. It's not possible for you to go into deep worship for hours and hours on end and you come out without fresh kinds of feelings. Entering inside your person. You begin to feel some other, some kind of ways you never felt before. There are new feelings or new emotions. You, you contact new temperament. When you hang around the Holy Spirit, new temperament, new feelings. But when you fellowship with devils, what happens? You also have temperament of devils. A Christian can have the temperament of a devil. And the feeling of a devil. Say, no, no, no ah, that's my own trigger point, too. Once you say that one, I'm triggered, so don't say that around me. I've heard that before. You say, ah, that Christian, that person, their own trigger is this one. <laughs> so my question is, okay, that trigger, what you call trigger? So say trigger, trigger something. So what is that trigger triggering inside you? It means that it's an investment of his spirit, feelings. <clears throat> But rather, what should you be triggered by? Emotions of the spirit. You know, when you have too much of bad emotions, we're almost done, there's no room for too many good emotions. Have you been happy and sad at the same time before? You are deeply sad. At the same time, you are extremely happy. It means that one, one... one has to die for the other. Can you be extremely grateful and extremely resentful at the same time? You cannot. So it means the, the, the feelings, the emotions of the spirit put to death the feelings and the emotions that are that of, and the influence of, of demons and spirit in the heart. He puts them to death. When you are used to, when you're used to, that's all one of the signs of being, being filled with the Spirit. You saw it, book of Ephesians, right? And do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be continuously what? Filled with the Spirit. And then what? Speaking to yourself, saying what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, giving thanks unto the. Now, can you be like that and have time for? She just she just rubbed me off the wrong way. 
do, can you, do they, I just described feelings from two different worlds, right? Psalm, hymns, spiritual songs. He said, making melody. Hey, you Have you ever done that before? Making. Say making. Making. Mean making involves skill. It means that through when you when you tarry with the spirit, it will can pour skill inside your heart. Of making melody. I'm not, it's not just song alone. It's talking about melody of the heart. Making melody. You know, the sound God hears is the sound of the heart. Someone can sing the best song. All the scale and everything. And then, heaven is waiting. Are they going to sing today? Because heaven is not really where they get their own from. Is that this helps the heart. That's what is to help the heart to sing. Hmm. So it means you can come to a service and you sing plenty of song, but your heart never sings. If your heart doesn't sing, heaven hasn't heard you. The, the reason for, you know, all, even music in the physical is metaphorical of what, of what real music is in the spirit. Only a guitar, this guitar cannot, can never play a sound that can, God can hear and be happy is for you. When you so you can hear it so that that sound can awaken your heart to sing. God hears hearts. God hears what? God hears heart. Now when I was talking about tarrying in worship, tar- is sometimes when you've sang and sang and sang, when you have the breakthroughs, when your heart starts singing, you know, you know, that's the time of breakthrough. When your heart starts singing, that's when heaven starts hearing you. That's when you've started worshiping. That's when worship really starts. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Singing, making melody where in your heart. So those are the things that being filled with the Spirit does. Being filled. Say being filled. Being filled. Be filled with the Spirit so you won't be filled with other things. If you're not being filled with the Spirit and they come, there is space here. What can we fill it with? That's what de- devils and demons do to fill the heart with contrary emotions. Feelings. So, so much depends on your, in- on your infilling. Not just your infilling, on your fullness. So much of what God wants to do in your life a lot of what God, what he wants to build in your life depends on, they, they want to see you inside the Holy Ghost. Enter the Holy How do you get, enter the Holy Ghost? must get filled. So do not be drunk with wine, but be wearing his excess, but be filled continuously. Now what makes you continuously filled is the feel, you expand. The feel, expand. Feel, expand. Feel, and expand. So that constant cycle of feeling and expansion. Feeling and expansion. Feeling and expansion is what will take the soul into fullness. After a while, you say, ah, all that is inside the fullness of the spirit has been poured inside this soul. When that has happened, they say, this one now has been baptized with the Holy Ghost. 
baptized with the Holy Ghost. The gospel of Christ is, is mainly for baptized souls. When a soul is not baptized with Christ and you're trying to teach Christ, you just see weird questions are popping up here and there. There's, you know, there are some questions that is even a shame to answer, that they should not be asking such questions in the tabernacle. Do you understand what I mean? You don't understand. Praise God. In feeling, say feeling. Thank you, Jesus. They will cast out devils. You understand casting out devils now, eh? Not deliverance ministry. It's your own deliverance ministry. Every of you should be, all of you should be deliverance ministers. Right? Everybody, not to go and open church, but you should be a deliverance, be a deliverance minister of yourself, right? Constantly minister. You know, you can just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to minister deliverance today. How do you minister deliverance? Check. Is there any seed of, of a devil around me? Check all your, your, your heart configuration. Are they okay? Is there anything here that needs to be cast out? Those are questions you should ask yourself constantly. Right? Because, because of the name. Cast out devil. The second one, speak with new tongues. So you see those two things, they, come, they actually come together. It's hard to speak with new tongues if you've not cast out devils. If you've not cast out devils, you want to speak with new tongues, they will never let you speak with new tongues. Devils are against tongues. In fact, that's one of the things they are sworn against. They are against tongues. Sometimes when it's hard to speak in tongues, it's a sign that there's some devil to be cast out. Wow. Do you want to speak in new tongues? Cast out devils. When you, when, you, when you cast out devils constantly, you move into the world of tongues. The realm of tongues. New tongues. Say new tongues. New tongues. New tongues. New t- say New tongues, no new tongues start from your new spirit. <laughs> new tongues start what? So when you hear the word tongues, don't just think about the movement of lips. Thank God for that. Amen. A lot of times you start with that. Your spirit hasn't heard talking yet. Continue. You're talking with this one. Start after a while. What will happen? 
No, initially, when you are doing this one, Le Maria, you might be casting out demons. What, are those, what is the demon? It's everything that is against the new tongue. It's anything that's against the eruption of tongues from your spirit. Those, those demons that eat new, new things. They, they want your old conversation, your old feeling. A lot of time when you're trying to speak in new tongues, you're trying, you know, you're trying to break through contrary heart posture. Those are the, the caked posture of, of spirits that they put inside the heart. He doesn't want you to tap into newness. He doesn't want the stream from the spirit to flow out and flood your soul. You know, but some of you are so weak. When you try, ah, these tongues, it's not really working too much. Let's read Bible. Well, a lot of times that Bible you're reading is not by reading by the spirit. It's, reading Bible can be laziness. To break through the feelings that are against the flow of new, of new, new what, new, new tongues, new things from your spirit, man. When you are a Holy Ghost being, the, the fullness of the Spirit, the, the, the name of the Holy Ghost, it teaches you sensitivity. One thing you must be sensitive against are demons. Do you understand what I mean? Not demons in the way that we thought demons are before. That's not the real demonic operation. That's not what, for a person who wants to inherit Christ and inherit God, demons is not the person in your village trying. That's not what, they are, that's not their main operations against you. The main operations against you are the positioning of your heart conversation. The, 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 the stifling of your, of your spiritual posture. That's what, those, that's what they are doing. That's what, even if they are, they, your uncle are not, is for that thing. So that when you are paying attention to ah, my village and all that, you can't think, you can't be positioned, right, for, for, for spiritual things. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when I'm saying that you should be sensitive to demonic operations, I'm saying be sensitive to thought, feelings. Don't just feel anything. Question it. Should I be feeling this way? Beyond that, do I have the right feelings for this moment? Constantly. That's, the sense. That's what makes you spiritually sensitive. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? When you are like that constantly, you will find it easy for tongues. Speak in new tongues. You speak with new tongues. Say new tongues. New tongues, new tongues because time is gone. New tongues, like I said, they're speaking with tongues in your lips, which after a while, it can start out. Can I hear again? He said that when he's, when he's praying, he starts in the flesh and ends up in the spirit. What I just described is what he's talking about. Because when he starts in the flesh, there are things that need to be cast out. First, you get what I mean? That are contrary to that, but then when he ends up in the spirit, it means that he's, he's receiving that word, that flow, that release uh-huh, of the heart. So, so, inside new tongues, let's say a soul has broken into new tongues. You know, you've, you've tarried in the spirit, and then tongues has begun to flow from your spirit man. That spirit man's tongues, he has 
many things to say. Right? Tongues are, tongues are weights. Weights, right? Actually, tongues are, is the one of the main means that they transport things from your spirit into your soul. Tongues has many purposes. Many, it's a word. Tongues is a word of blessing. It's a word of blessing. There are tongues of different, with different kinds of blessing. There are some tongues that will open revelation. Sometimes when you, the tongues for that day could be a revelatory tongue that's coming from your spirit. It's, it's actually a, a key to a door that can lead you to the scripture. And you will see a tongue that you were speaking begin to manifest in, your, in, the, in the reading of the book. It's the same, it's just something, you just pick something new from the spirit and it's beginning to, it will begin to talk with you through the scripture. That's one way. Sometimes a tongue can be, can be perception. Tongue can be direction. Yeah. What to do. That if, I'm, if I am in a situation I don't know what to do, most of the time, hardly fails. If it fails, it means that maybe that God doesn't want me to know, know something. Maybe, the, maybe I shouldn't act on that thing. Or there's something that, but it never, you just need to train yourself. Once you get to what I'm talking about, you, will ne- you can never be confused again in your life. Never. By the time you break through, once that tongue starts talking, everything calms down. If there's a storm, that storm can never talk. When there's a tongue coming, it will bring clarity. New tongues clarify your heart. It, it's, it, it, it's garbage remover. It will remove all the garbage and all the excess things that are unwanted. You, you have clarity. If it's time to wait, you will know. This one, we should wait about it. If it's time, you must do this now. It will be so clear. This is what you must do. Clarity. You don't need vision. No, 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 no. It's just clarity. Just by the cleansing of your, of your, of your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? By that channel from your spirit. You, see, your, your spirit man has the answer to everything in your life. It's programmed inside there. The cause of your Because in your spirit is the bearer of identity. Your person, you are your spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? If something is coming to you, your consciousness, this one is not for you. And you're almost getting there to dip your feet in that area. You just need to. Do you get what I'm saying? A lot of times, why we get into mistakes, you go and put your hand in things when you shouldn't put your hand. It's because you didn't converse with your spirit. Your spirit knows for every decision. Your spirit knows who is your husband. He knows who your wife should be. He knows whether you should marry somebody or not. Your spirit knows whether you should do a business, whether it's for you or not. Your spirit, you know, anything that is for you. For, I don't mean that it's a bad business or they do, it's a 419. No, no, no. It can be a very nice thing. It's just nice investment. People make money. Might not be for you. How do you know? Are you understand what I'm saying? That thing called new tongues. That word, the tongues means the tongue of the new you. That's just what I'm saying. That's not, he, he, this science, part of the science that will follow them that believe, apart from casting out devils, is the tongue of your, the new you. The tongues of the new man. 
You don't, don't live without the, that kind of what? Fellowship. Praise God. Then the other thing, they will take up serpent. She said, if they drink any deadly thing. Ah, I love that one. That would, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Kai. What is the meaning of take up serpents? Praise God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Can we just begin to pray in the spirit now? Press the Breathe upon me, bread of God. Breathe upon me, Spirit of the Lord. As I lift my hands in surrender to your name. As I'm walking in the Spirit and I'm dwelling in your love. Spirit, 
I adore Jesus six. I adore two. Oh Jesus five. I adore one. Your holy name four. Breathe upon me five. Breath of God three. Breathe upon me six. Spirit of the Lord, as I lift my hands in surrender to your name, as I'm walking in the Spirit, as I'm dwelling in your love. I adore three. Oh, Jesus, I adore. Oh, Jesus, I adore your holy name. As I'm walking in the spirit, as I'm in your love, oh, Jesus, I adore, oh, Jesus, I adore, oh, Jesus,
thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you for, for the earnest of our inheritance. Until the redemption of the purchased possession. Thank you for Spirit. Holy Spirit. Said he who the Father will send in my name. That's what you said, Jesus. We want to drink you. Keep drinking you. Keep drinking. Keep drinking and 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 drinking. Drink. like a flower into our hearts, into our souls, like a river, like a river, like a river, flow, let it flow, and let it immerse us, take us over. Lord, I pray for baptism, Lord, for every soul, none of us will, will lack this baptism, I pray, God. Avail every heart to the ministry and the blessing of the Spirit from now on. Open fresh doors and fresh portals so that it shall come to pass in that day that you pour out of your Spirit upon all flesh. The young one to see a vision, the old one to dream dreams upon your handmaid. Sons and daughters, you pour out the Spirit. 
we're asking for our outpouring, fresh, fresh, fresh outpouring of your spirit upon us. Let it move beyond this moment, beyond today. Plunge us into a season of outpouring, fresh outpouring for every heart. Let every heart come and dip themselves in the river. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, take this your ministry. Minister to us of yourself and help us, baptize us fully into your name. Thank you, God. We bless your holy name. Give you praise. Thank you. Thank you for new ability and attitude and response of belief. The belief of everything in the name of Jesus that pertains to us. We receive grace to believe. Help to believe. Help. Help. To believe all that is in the name. All that the name pertains to the name of Jesus. Thank you. Disciple us according to the name. May we become also disciples of Jesus. We will bear his name. Thank you, our Father. Give you praise. Worship you. Thank you. Thank you. I pray for those in desert season. Say, when the poor and the needy need water and their tongue filleth for thirst, that you will hear from heaven. Say, will you not open rivers in the deserts, fountains, when in dry places? So shall it be for every dry, every dry soul, every dry heart, fresh access to the waters of the Spirit beginning from this moment. Praise so shall it be, O oh Lord. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We bless you. Thank you for grace, for utterance, for blessing us, for understanding, for all, even for the giving of your spirit today. We give all the glory to your holy name. Worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.